Good morning. I'm excited to be with you this morning. Um, I really say that seriously because uh, the last time I got to share with you was Mother's Day, but I had to take a little trip to Alabama this past week and I decided to fly home yesterday. And in the midst of all of that, my flights got delayed over and over again. And I kept praying, Lord, I need to get to San Francisco. You've got to figure something out. So my first flight was from Birmingham, and they canceled it, and, or they delayed it, which meant that I was going to miss my next connecting flight. So I got on the phone with a Southwest, Southwest agent, and I said, you don't understand. I have to get to San Francisco. You're going to have to figure it out. And so then he says, okay, well, we can get you on a flight in Atlanta. So then we drive to Atlanta, and on the way there, my flight gets delayed. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I get back on the phone and I call the agent again. I'm like, you've got to get me to San Francisco. And I'm like, Lord, you need to move some mountains. I need to get there. And uh, he says, well, you know, I got one that's going to Oakland tonight. And I said, I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. Let's go to Oakland. So I flew in last night and I'm here with you this morning. And I'm super excited to be here this morning. I'm excited to share with you um, on the final message of Rise. This is our final message, and we've been going through the early portion of the book of Acts together, and today we're going to dive deeper um, into the life of Stephen. Um, he's a man that, who made a big, big impact. Um, Pastor Lewis shared a little bit about this last week, his message, and um, his, but I just want to remind you of something. His message was really powerful, and he's our first martyr that we see in the Word, but what I really want us to focus on is that he's just a man. He was just a human. He was just a man, but he was bold and he was courageous. And he was a man that echoed Jesus, that echoed Jesus. So my prayer today is that when we step into this word is that each of us are challenged. I want us to be challenged today. I want us to be inspired to echo the name of Jesus. Wherever we are in our lives, we may be in a dark place, we may be in a great place. It doesn't matter where we are right now in our lives, I want us to echo Jesus and leave behind a great legacy for those that are around us. The people that are in the room with us, the people that we live with, the people that we work with, the people we go to church with. You know, um, I'd like to share a little story with you from Alabama that happened to me as a pastor when I was there. I, I pastored for 13 years with a youth and children's ministry there um, at my dad's church, and he's a great pastor there in Alabama. And so youth ministry was the first place that I started. And I was 19 years old when I started in youth ministry, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and it was awesome. I loved teenagers. I loved uh, caring for them. And um, at there in, in the ministry, I met a lady named Jessica. Now, um, I meet a lot of interesting people as a pastor, right? A lot of interesting people. You have the opportunity to engage with people on Sundays and even into their weeks sometimes and even into their worlds. And some, sometimes you leave really feeling blessed after you've got into their world, but sometimes people don't let you in. And Jessica kind of intrigued me. Um, she was a little edgy, and I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, she was a single mom. Uh, she was full of life, but she was bold as a lion. And so I thought, this girl, we can do life together. This is going to be awesome. And her personality was nothing like mine, um, but her spirit was strong. 
And so this woman ended up leaving a lasting impact on me um, as a pastor, as a Christian, as a believer. And so when I met Jessica, she was attending the church and she was a mom to a sweet five-year-old boy. And um, she brought her son to church weekly. Um, she was, um, had, she had a close relationship with her son, and she, but she didn't have a real close relationship with Jesus. So mainly, she would bring her kid to church on Sundays and drop him off and go into the service, but we didn't really know m- much beyond that. Well, sadly, one morning while we're getting ready for church, we get the phone call that her little boy named Branson has been bitten by a spider. And it was a brown recluse spider. And normally that, you can go to the doctor and you can get something for that. And that that was the plan. And everything seemed fine. But then that evening around 11 o'clock, we get the phone call that Branson is no longer here. That he's met Jesus. It was very sudden. It was very hard. I, I just remember thinking, how can this be? How can this happen? And, you know, me and Matt were the kids' pastors at the church, and they wanted us to help host the funeral, and this was hard. This was tough. This was a five-year-old boy that loved Jesus with all of his heart, lift his hands in preschool, and, and he was the cutest thing. And I just couldn't imagine what Jessica was going through. And I didn't want to have to imagine it. It was just too heartbreaking. I remember seeing the tears stream down her face, and they were constant. And they didn't stop. It was just heartbreaking to see. And that's really when I met Jessica. That was really when our paths crossed. As her little boy was an attender of preschool, we were going through a series as a church. And the church was called, the series was called One Month to Live. That was the name. One Month to Live. And the whole concept of that was if you had one month to live, what would you do with that one month? And how would you live your life? and leave a legacy for others. And so while preparing for the funeral, I was going through pictures. And I was going through all of those things and songs and things like that. And I found this picture stuffed in a drawer where we had taken Polaroid pictures of the children and of the church family members um, saying, if I had one month to live, I would do this. And little Branson had taken one of those pictures. And his said, if I had one month to live, I would help people. Wow. So I took that picture and I sent it to Jessica and I said, Jessica, I hope this helps you. I just, I want, I want to give this to you. I found this in my drawer and I just, I believe it could be a help. And so after that moment, we, and, and after the funeral and all, and all the things that happened that week, people started really rallying around the idea that Branson wanted to help people. And so we began to gather toys and our community gathered toys, and our church gathered toys, and we sent those toys for, um, to Africa for Christmas in Branson's name. Actually, in our kids' ministry at, um, at our church at home, we actually built a whole new kids' ministry facility, and we named the entire hallway Branson Hall to just remember what a life and a legacy that he lived. And so um, there was one thing about the whole situation, though, is I, I, re- I remember Jessica being far away from God, and she was also pregnant with her second child, and she was two weeks away from her due date when Branson passed. This was heartbreaking, and I didn't know really how to help. 
but to be there. And I watched Jessica cling to Jesus. I watched her. I watched her grieve. I watched her cling to the Lord. I, I sat with her. I prayed with her. We did all that we could do. And I remember when she looked at me and she said these words, and this left a lasting impact on me. She said to me these things. She said, knowing Jesus, knowing Jesus is the only way I can meet Branson again. Knowing Jesus is the only way I can meet Branson again. And that was an incentive. That was like fire in her that I am going to do everything I can to make it to heaven, to be there to see my little boy again. And that echoed. Branson's life was echoing to the people around him, even to the kids in Africa, but it was echoing in his mama's heart. So today we're going we're gonna to talk more about Stephen and about his death, and about how he gave up his life for Jesus. And the legacy that he left, it still echoes into this very moment. So I want us to focus. I want us to focus on this time. I want us to focus on what we have here today to reflect on the echo of our lives. What message are we sending? What are we leaving behind? How are we impacting the kingdom. See, an echo is a result. It's a result of a noise that is no longer there, but it still resounds. It still resonates. It still impacts. It still moves us. And that takes us to this man named Stephen. I want to take you to, the, to your handout today in Acts 7. Acts 7, and starting with verse 54, but he was stoned to death for the message he was sharing with the Pharisees. And last week, Pastor Lewis, I told you before, he shared the message of uh, Stephen, and it's called Truth Seekers. You need to make sure that you check that out. But Stephen was bold in his message to the stubborn and lost, and he was putting his life on the line. He had truth to share, and he did it without regret. So let's take a look right here in Acts 7, verse 54. It says the Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fist at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven. I want you to see that, that he was focused. He was centered. He could see heaven. And he saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. That is the Jesus that we live for, the one who stands. That is the Jesus that we live for. He is the one who stands. Even in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of whatever we're going on, he stands. And that's where Stephen's at. And then in verse 57, it says, Then they put their hands over their ears, and they began shouting. And they rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats, and they laid them out of the, at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. What an echo. 
a life that speaks even to this very day. Because in the last few moments of Stephen's life, I want you to see this because it's really radical. In the last few moments of Stephen's life, a man that was full of the Holy Spirit, he was empowered. He was enthroned. He was brimming with holy fear. His eyes were focused on the one. He had eyes on the master. And God opened up a window for him. God opened up a window for him to see something inspiring, that Jesus was standing. Stephen could see Jesus. In his last moments, the imagery of this moment, it just gives me a whole rush of energy. It just makes me super excited because this is so exciting. Can you imagine just looking into the clouds, looking into heaven and seeing Jesus in your very last moments? And these moments were tough. These moments were not easy. And that reminded me that Jesus rises for us too. That is the Jesus we live for. That is the Jesus that stands for us. He is provision. He pays attention to us. He is in our corner. He is for us. You know, it doesn't say here in this passage exactly what caused Jesus to stand. So I can only imagine. And since I'm a kid's pastor, I am going to imagine. <laughs> but I imagine Jesus saw Stephen giving his best message yet and then putting his life on the line to defend that message. And heaven noticed. Heaven noticed. Stephen had caught the eye of Jesus. Stephen had caused the heavens to open up. You know, if I could just imagine, it's like, here's the heavens and the clouds, and Jesus is peering over them into that chaotic scene, and he's saying words like, don't give up. This is my imagination. Don't give up. You can do this. I have something more for you. I'm with you, Stephen. I'm with you, Stephen. See, Stephen was pursuing the giver of life in the midst of the pain. He was focused. He was centered. What if this was our echo? What if we were focused? What if we were centered? What if we echo the glory of God? Who could it change? Who could it impact? Who, where could it go? It's really that simple, guys. It's really that simple. Our life speaks. Stephen's life and his death spoke just like that little boy Branson. His life spoke, and it left a huge impact. So how can we do this? How can we echo Jesus? How can we do that at work? How can we do that at home? How can we do that in our churches? How can we do that on the street? How can we do that in traffic? <laughs> How can we echo Jesus? So I want to share a few things with you this morning about Stephen that I noticed in his journey, in his last few moments that he was doing that echoes Jesus. And that first thing is to live for the future. To live for the future. See, I want you to look right here at this moment because Stephen was looking closely at the present. And that present is really important. The present we are composing is really, really important. Look closely at the present we are composing because it's a reflection of the future. It's a reflection of the future. 
Stephen was gay. He gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing. And Jesus was standing because Stephen had composed a life. They had a relationship. Stephen was not a new Christian. He had not just become a believer. He was really on fire and dedicated and committed to God. He had a relationship with Jesus. He had composed a present that reflected a heavenly, glorious future. And his new future was going to be heavenly, right? Stephen knew that his future would be that way because of his relationship with Jesus. And Stephen had this relationship that endured the suffering. He was okay with that. It endured the pain. He was okay with that. He even endured humiliation. And he was okay with that. I believe that that really gave Stephen a peace. A peace to leave this world with such confidence. Because his present was a direct reflection of his heavenly future. In verse 55, you see this. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven, very centered, very focused, and he saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. The present we compose is vital to what we echo. The present that we compose is vital to what we echo, what our lives speak. And we have to look closely at ourselves. We have to look closely. And this is what we, we have to look at our habits. The habits we create. Do they echo Jesus? We have to look at the influences in our lives. The media, the relationships, the friendships that we allow in to our lives. Maybe even the influences that we are on others. Do they echo Jesus? At the words we speak. Do they speak life or do they speak death? Do they echo Jesus? What about the moods? None of us have moods. We're all happy, right? But yes, we do. We have moods. And sometimes our moods are angry and sometimes our moods are sad and our attitudes are bad, but sometimes our attitudes are good. But what about our moods and attitudes? Do they project life? Do they echo Jesus? If our future is heaven, then our present has to speak the glory of his name in our words, in our attitudes, in our moods, in the influences we allow in and how we influence others, and in our habits, the things that we create daily. Like Stephen, we get the chance. This is so exciting. We get the chance to echo heaven to everyone around us. We get the chance to live out of faith in a chaotic time. We get the chance to stand for truth. We get the chance to stand for grace. We get the chance to make an impact. We get the chance to see a heavenly legacy, to leave one for those around us. And we can do that by creating those habits and those influences and those words and those attitudes that echo Christ wherever we are. We can compose a, re a, a present, a present that reflects the goodness of God. And that was Stephen. He had this on lockdown. He had this. He had this completely down. His present was evidence. His present was evidence that his future would be glorious. 
His present attitude was Christ-driven. His heart was aligned with the heart of God. Because the future, it came to us. Jesus came to us. And Jesus wants to be in your present. He wants to be in our present. And all we have to do is write him in at the center of our lives. When we write him in at the center of our lives, we catch that heavenly reflection. We catch the goodness of God. We can leave behind a life that impacts and gives a glorious strength as we develop in our relationship with Christ. The next thing I began to see about Stephen is he was bold. (laughs) He was courageous, kind of like Jessica. She was super bold. She was edgy. She intrigued me. There was a fire in Stephen. He lived with a fire. And that's important, to live with a fire. This was a really intense moment. You're going to find out here in just a moment. It was a very intense moment. And while stoning him, he forgives. I want you to hear that. He forgives. He forgives his accusers just like Jesus did before he gave up his spirit on the cross. Now this is a tough thing. And this is where I really see the fire really showing up in his life. Because what's the greater miracle here? That he saw Jesus or that he forgave in the midst of the beating? that he forgave his enemies. He had a strength that was fearless. And Stephen was living with this fire, this passion. He's a great example of a man of God in his time who was sold out. He was on fire for God. And his actions speak it. His actions speak it. The forgiveness, his actions speak it. Right here in verse 58 and 59 and 60, you'll see it says, they dragged him out of the city and they began to stone him. And his accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And here it is, verse 60. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. Don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Fire. Now that is fire. That is straight passion. Knowing that this is his last moment, he did not react back. He did not turn away from what he just said, his message, and say, I'm sorry for saying all of that. I didn't mean it. Instead, he had compassion on his accusers, just like Jesus Stephen shows us that when we have faith in Christ, he will call us beyond our self-imposed limits. Because we like to play it safe. But God wants to expand us. And for him, he was expanding right there in that moment by saying, forgive those that have hurt me. His attitude, it was motivating, it was inspiring, it was ambitious. He was living out the words he had just preached. It wasn't about him. It was all about Jesus. He was caught up in the presence of God. His heart, his heart was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was being led by the Spirit of God, not the man inside of him. He could see glory. He could see more. His perspective was compassionate. It was sincere. It was forgiving. Yeah, he was hurt. 
Yes, he was bleeding. Yes, he was embarrassed and he was wrongfully accused. That didn't matter anymore. That didn't matter anymore. These people stoning him were cared for by the one they were beating on. As Stephen was standing for God, he could see that Jesus was standing for him. What a glorious moment. When we live with a fire, we are expanding beyond what we think we can do into the depths of what God can do into his glorious purpose for our lives. When that flame is activated, he causes us to have power in the midst of our weak areas so we can walk confidently in the promise of God, even past those limits that make us feel weak. And the bravest thing we can do, this is the bravest thing we can do in our life, is to know and echo Jesus with passion and with fire because he had a burning love for Jesus, a fire that was so passionate that he didn't even notice. He didn't even focus on the ones who were stoning him. He was stoned, he was bruised, he was broken, but beyond all of that, he didn't even notice the physical pain. Nothing could stop him from losing his focus on Jesus. There was a fire inside of him. And that leads me to my next thing. He lived out the mission. In Acts chapter 8, verse 1 and four, through 4, you'll see it in your handout. It says, this is after he's passed. It says, Saul was one of the witnesses. And he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. And a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem. And all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and they buried Stephen with great mourning. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. This relationship with Jesus cost him his life, yes, but it impacted so many others. And our lives lived out for Jesus, they have a ripple effect. His life had a ripple effect. Let's think about Saul just for a moment. Saul, the one who was persecuting Christians as his job, he saw true faith up close and personal. Maybe even him forgiving his enemies was one of the most powerful things Saul had ever seen. And then later on you will find out that Saul is on the road to Damascus and he has an encounter with God, a divine encounter where God changes his name to Paul and becomes one of the greatest preachers and teachers in the New Testament. Never know who you're impacting. Let Stephen's life and death encourage us to live a close relationship with Jesus that is driven by the Spirit of God. Not our wants, not our desires, but driven by love because we get to choose. We get to choose what we leave behind. Our life speaks. When we remind ourselves of the mission, we know the why 
behind the sacrifice. A spiritual mentor of mine, Jeannie Mayo, says it like this. There are two important days in everyone's life. The day we were born and the day we discovered why. The day we were born and the day we discovered why. Here at Cornerstone, our mission is to live out our faith in Jesus and to invite others into life with him. That is the mission that we are all created for as believers. And this causes Jesus to rise, to stand. Let me encourage you to be a Stephen. Bold and courageous. Enough to stand for the truth. Live for the future, the heavenly one. Compose our present that reflects the glory of God. Live with a fire that causes you to be brave and courageous past the hurdles and trials and possibly even forgive your enemies. Be passionate in your relationship. Ignite the flame. Live out the mission of Jesus. Echo it. Share it. Believe it. And stand for it no matter the cost. Don't be afraid to leave a life-changing message, a legacy that impacts those around you because someone is depending on you to be that echo. You know, I shared with you at the beginning of this message that I went to Alabama for a couple of days. This was an unexpected trip for me. It was a bittersweet trip. On Monday, I was at work here, and I got a message that one of my students that I pastored as a youth pastor had had a serious car accident. And I just remember, wow, this is a lot. And so I, I began to get myself together, and I got out of here and left, and about an hour later, I got the phone call that she didn't make it. Her name was Brittany. I met Brittany when she was 12. She was 19 when she went to be with Jesus. Brittany was a beautiful young lady who loved Jesus with all of her heart. She gave her heart to Jesus at a spring retreat that we had as a youth group. And then after that, she jumped right in. She jumped right into ministry. She was worshiping on the worship team. She was leading in, uh, as a dancer on our dance group that we had. She had all of these things and all these gifts and talents, but one of my favorite things that she did was she served in the children's ministry. And she would get up in front of the preschoolers and teach them about worship. She was a beautiful worshiper. And this past week I had to watch five and six and seven-year-olds say goodbye to Brittany. And I had to watch their moms and the, and the family, the mom and the dad and the family weep and cry. And it was hard and it was tough and I was heartbroken. But her life, when I looked out across that funeral home on Friday, there was an echo. There was an echo to those little kids. There was an echo to her youth group. There was an echo in the church. There was an echo to everyone around us. She was leaving a life that lived for Jesus. It echoed it. So I want to encourage you with this last quote. I asked them to put it up there. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. And this quote inspires me. It inspires me to echo Jesus, 
to leave a legacy, to make an impact that speaks life. It also makes me feel safe and whole, knowing that as long as I'm close to Jesus, He is being glorified through my life. I want to remind you that Jesus wants to stand. He is provision. He pays attention. He's in our corner, and He is for us. Let us echo. Let us echo love. Let us echo truth. Let us echo grace. Let us echo boldness. Let us leave something behind. If I had one question I would leave with you today, it would be this. If you had one month to live, what would you echo? What would you echo? I want to encourage you to echo Jesus wherever you are. We're going to have our closing song and and our time of giving. And this closing song is really special to me because I believe it's really Stephen's song. If he was here, he would probably sing this one. So we're going to pray over the word and believe that we are going to live out our faith. We're going to live for the future. We're going to live for the fire. And we're going to live out the mission. So Lord, we thank you for this amazing time that we've had. God, we thank you that we get to come here and worship you. And Lord, we pray right now into this moment, help us to be strong. Help us to be bold. Help us to be courageous in our faith. Just like Stephen, help us to leave an echo for the ones around us and our habits, our influences, our words, our actions, our moods. They all speak life, Lord. Let them speak life. Let us live for the future and live with a fire and live out the mission all for you in Jesus' name. And Lord, if we don't know you yet, I pray that we would find you and then we would echo you. In Jesus' name, amen.